Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Welcome back into the Blue Mill Cafe. Grab an empty store at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice, and a bite to eat, because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. Welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 44. My name is Jeff, and on this week's episode, I will be talking briefly about the newest episode of The Clone Wars, Deal or No Deal, the second episode in the Ahsoka arc, and then after that, I'll be talking about my favorite characters from Star Wars A New Hope. But before I do any of that, I just want to say I hope everyone out there is staying healthy and safe during this pandemic. I know we could all go a little stir-crazy. I just found out that I'm going to be off work another week yet, so that'll be my third week off of work. I'm not used to this, and I am trying to do stuff to keep my sanity and normalcy in my life. Even though I can't, I don't listen to my podcast really at home, I'm not used to that. I'm used to listening to my podcast at work, so I've, I've gotten way behind on my podcast and I've been getting caught up with movies and TV shows. I was able to get caught up on some movies that I've really been wanting, wanting to watch now for a while. I watched The Irishman yesterday. Great movie. It's worth the three and a half hour set. Awesome movie. I believe it should have won more Oscars, but that's just my opinion. And then after you watch The Irishman, Netflix also has another show on there. It's like a 23, 24 minute documentary called The Irishman in Conversation. It's Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino all sitting down at a table talking about the making of the movie and their experiences and stuff like that. It is really interesting to watch. I also was able to watch Midsummer. I've been wanting to see Midsummer for a long time and another great movie, my type of movie. I watched Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, fun movie. I'm not going to have anything bad to say about a Kevin Smith flick because I love Kevin Smith. Jay and Silent Bob Reboot is a fun little escape. Watch it. It's funny. But then again, if you're not into Kevin Smith, maybe skip that one because you won't really understand any of most of the references because they all reference back to his older films. So... But yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been getting caught up with TV shows 
as well. I have started watching Tacoma FD now that I found out that I have True TV back. Uh, so I've been watching that. I'm getting caught up with that because I just found out their new season started last night. So I want to get caught up with that. Impractical Jokers. You can't go wrong with a nice Impractical Jokers marathon. Uh, I've been re-watching Winona Earps. I've been watching Bob's Burgers. I've just... And Star Wars, obviously. So, yeah. Let's get back on track here and get back to Star Wars talk. So... This newest episode of The Clone Wars, Deal or No Deal, it starts out with Trace and Ahsoka working on Trace's ship, which we find out she calls the Silver Angel. And Ahsoka makes fun of her a little bit about the name. And then later on, Trace's older sister, Rafa, makes fun of her as well for it. But they're working on the ship, and it's... They, we find out that it is ready to fly and so they go they're, they're, they're talking and all of a sudden Rafa comes in with the, the, the deal that's going to be the plot of the episode but we don't find out what it is right off the bat she still doesn't trust Ahsoka, Rafa still doesn't trust Ahsoka so she's keeping it a little secret from her still we find out they're going to Kessel and we get to see an animated version of Castle. We saw it in Solo, A Star Wars Story. But when we see it first here, it doesn't look like the Kessel that we're used to. The, when they come in the atmosphere, it looks like the Kessel we're used to with the atmospheric clouds and the lighting like rails that guide you in. But when they get down into the actual atmosphere it's all green and lush and looks really nice there's a beautiful castle there where the king of kessel lives i guess and who they made this deal with and they go there they meet him they have a nice dinner ahsoka finds out they are going to be transporting spice obviously spice mines of kessel and she finds out no this spice is not used for any no notorious or you know reason or anything like that their their spice is refined into a medicine that helps save people when they go to pick up the spice is when we see the kessel that we're used to the spice mines where all the people are working that ahsoka refers to as slaves and rafa of course is like nah they they, they wouldn't do that the republic would shut them down and but we know that ahsoka knows better than that so they get the spice, they put it on the ship, and as they're flying to deliver the spice, they find out who, we find out who they're delivering it to, and it's the Pikes. And we know the Pikes from Solo Star Wars Story as well, and Ahsoka warns Rafa and Trace about the Pikes and what they could do, and right, all Trace had to hear was they could take her ship. And she was like, no one's taking my ship. She's flipping out. She keeps saying, no one's taking my ship while Rafa and Ahsoka are arguing. And as Rafa and Ahsoka are arguing, that's when Trace hits the button and we see her dump the spice. We've heard of people dumping spice before. Namely, one Han Solo 
dumped some spice that belonged to Java. So she dumps the spice. And both Rafa and Ahsoka agree that that was a stupid thing to do. We The spice was the thing that you need to pay these people with. So Ahsoka came up with a plan. We don't know what the plan was, but the plan was secretly to use her force powers to manipulate the pikes into letting, to paying them for empty crates and letting them go. They almost got away with it, but as they were trying to get away, I guess the pikes leader's right-hand man figures it out opens up the containers right before they take off and sees that they're empty. They get their, they get their gunships in the air to cut them off and lock them onto a tractor beam. And that's where the episode ends. Big time cliffhanger making us saying, I can't wait for next Friday's episode because I want to see what happens. And Rafa does threaten Ahsoka. She says, when they interrogate me, I'm saying it was all your idea. <laughs> or all your fault or something like that and then Trace obviously says between the three of us I think we're all at fault so it'll be really interesting to see next week's episode I can't wait to see how Rafa, Trace, and Ahsoka get out of this and will Rafa start trusting Ahsoka more since we saw that Ahsoka's plan almost worked they almost got away they just didn't in my opinion, they just didn't move fast enough. Move. Get out. Come on. The one thing I did like about this episode, I really liked about this episode, is we have the visual proof now that not all Star Wars planets are, the, are all the same terrain and atmosphere and stuff like that with proof that Kessel can be beautiful, lush and green, and then where the mines are... It's going to be dusty and cloudy and just looks miserable. So that's one big thing I like about this episode is the the contrast between the two sides of the planet Kessel. Okay, that was my brief review of Deal or No Deal. I really enjoyed the episode so far in Season 7 here. I've enjoyed every single episode for what it is and... These last two episodes I've enjoyed more than The Bad Batch. I hate to say that, but I did I, I did because of Ahsoka. I love Ahsoka. Ahsoka is one of my, is one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time. So I'm going to obviously like the episode she's in more. But overall, this season has been tremendous so far. And I cannot wait till next Friday to see what happens to... Rafa, Trace, and Ahsoka. So, I am going to take a short break, and after this break, we will talk about my favorite characters from Star Wars A New Hope. It's the Star Wars Imperial Troop Transporter that you put together. Batteries not included. Stormtrooper sold separately. What's that? It's my troop transporter. It makes five more sounds, too. Are you dead? Where are you? There's the laser cannon, stun gun, and stormtrooper. Did he say that? Oh, Dad. Star Wars Imperial Troop Transporter. Stormtrooper sold separately. New from Kenner. 
From Kenner's Star Wars collection comes the Stormtrooper, the Sand People, and all 20 action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and more, each sold separately. And now, Boba Fett, Star Wars villain, with his laser rifle. Boba Fett is not yet available in stores, but you can get him free with four proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packs at participating stores. Offer ends May 31st. Star Wars action figures sold separately from Kenner. From Kenner, it's the Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures sold separately. The collector's case holds 24 Star Wars action figures, like Stormtrooper, R5-D4, and Snaggletooth. It comes with two plastic trays to keep them in. Or you can turn the trays over and display all your figures in action poses. You can pack up Star Wars action figures and take them with you. The Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. And I'm back. Now... Let's get into my favorite characters from Star Wars A New Hope. Obviously, going to do the big ones right off the bat. Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Chewbacca, all at the top of my list from A New Hope. Obviously, Luke. Obviously, we meet all of these characters for the first time in this movie. Especially if you're an original trilogy uh fan like I am these this was the very first Star Wars movie I ever saw and these are when I'm getting introduced to these characters for the first time and I instantly connected with Luke because he was a dreamer he was the farm boy uh, not that I was a farm boy but I was a dreamer I was a shy kid I was an introvert I still believe I'm all those things until I get to know someone then People tell me I can't shut up. So I connected with Luke right away. And of course Han and Leia and Chewbacca. I loved all the the big main characters as most people do. Uh, the first character that we see. The two characters we first see in this movie. R2 and C-3PO. They're on my list. This is when I fell in love with R2-D2. This is when I was like, I want a little R2-D2 following me around, being my little buddy. Heck, doing my homework for me. Come on, droids are smarter than humans, right? I want him to be my little buddy. And of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi, as we first met him, he's definitely on my list. Uh, Grand, Marf talk, Grand Moff Tarkin, talking a little bit too fast here. Grand Moff Tarkin, he's on my list. Greedo, I really enjoyed Greedo for some reason. Uh, yeah, there wasn't really um, many characters, if you think about it, in Star Wars New Hope. Darth Vader, obviously. I'm sorry I left him off when I said the big names, but Darth Vader, obviously. Owen and Baru, we met them, and I enjoyed them, and of course, Biggs, I like Biggs, even though we really didn't see him until the special editions, but I was a big fan of the deleted scenes when that deleted scene came out of Tashi Station and whatnot, and I really liked the character of Biggs and really wish that scene would have made it into the final cut of the movie but 
it is what it is and but that doesn't stop my love for Biggs even though like I said he was just from a deleted scene but he is one of my favorite characters from that film and honestly that about does it this is I'm sorry for the short list but like I said Star Wars A New Hope unless you're going to go and look at characters that we only see very briefly for those characters I would I would say the bartender I can't remember his name off the top of my head and of course people are yelling at their phones right now telling me what his name is but yeah those characters the background characters and stuff uh, there was a lot in A New Hope that you could choose from and I'll just say the entire cantina scene the entire cantina scene I liked all the characters in there just because that's the first time you see the wide variety of aliens and stuff that this Star Wars universe has to offer so like I said but other than that sorry it's a short list sorry it's a short episode it looks like this episode is going to be less than 20 minutes long but hey I'm don't there's not really much to talk about in the way of news either uh the we the big news is still the live action Ahsoka and I talked about that last week on my first ever mini-sode with my guest the Star Wars guy so but until we get some more Star Wars news these are probably going to be shorter episodes with me just talking about the latest episode of the Clone Wars and then continuing my favorite character lists from each movie and of course next week will be the Empire Strikes Back with a lot of the same characters that I just mentioned but we were introduced to some more characters in uh, Empire Strikes Back so so stay tuned next week for that and as always there is at the end of this episode I'll be playing another Star Wars read-along book for you and don't forget that I do have a support uh, tab now for my podcast if you go to anchor.fm and go search Blue Mill Cafe and pull up my page you'll see the support button there just hit that and follow the instructions but like I said I just put that on there in hopes of getting some support but if I don't get any which I don't expect to that's no big deal it's not a big deal to me I'm I was just going to use that support money for uh like prizes for giveaways and stuff like that so I can start doing giveaways on the show here that's the, one of the main reasons I have that support tab and also I do have that voicemail link on anchor there if you want to call and leave me a voicemail that I can play on the episode just do that hit that link call in leave your feedback and I'll play it on the next episode and now to get to last week's BMC question of the week the question of the week last week was what era is your favorite era of Ahsoka and of course really there were only two choices that we have right now the Clone Wars era or the Rebels era and I only got one response to that question mine was obviously the Clone Wars era and I got one response to that question from our friend 
Anthony, a rural farm boy, and he agrees with me. He likes Clone Wars Ahsoka as well. So that was last week's BMC Question of the Week. This week's BMC Question of the Week is, would you rather live on Kashyyyk or Endor? So this week's BMC Question of the Week is, would you rather live on Kashyyyk or Endor? I will pin that question to the top of my Twitter profile, and you can answer it there, and I'll read out the responses as I do every week on the next week's episode. And now it's time for my pod shout-out corner of the week. As you know, each week I take two other podcasts and give them a shout-out here on the show and encourage you to go check them out and listen to them if you're not already listening to them. This week's two podcasts I want to shout-out are... One is The Jedi Fangirl. Great podcast. It's a solo podcast like mine, but very informative. Great topics and subjects. Go give her a listen. It's The Jedi Fangirl. And the other one would be The Galactica Podcast. Go give those two girls a listen. Another great Star Wars podcast. You will not be disappointed. Go check those two podcasts out. And... As always, until next time, I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal. Thank you for visiting the Blue Mill Cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at that BMC pod. And remember, Blue Milk, it does a body good. still here? It's over. Go home. Go. This is the story of Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. You can read along with me in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear this sound. Let's begin now. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was a beautiful planet called Naboo. Although the people of Naboo and their leader, Queen Amidala, were peaceful and kind, the greedy Trade Federation had surrounded the planet with powerful warships. The Trade Federation was using those ships to stop any food or supplies from reaching Naboo. Two Jedi Knights named Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi traveled to Naboo to help. The Jedi tried to talk to the leaders of the Trade Federation, but the traitors attacked them. 
deadly droidicas fired as the Jedi drew their lightsabers in defense. They have shield generators. Qui-Gon knew they had to escape. It's a standoff. Let's go. The Jedi snuck down to the planet's surface, where they met a friendly alien named Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar offered to help the Jedi. Jar Jar led them to an underwater city where his people, the Gungans, lived. Qui-Gon spoke to the Gungan leaders. A droid army is about to attack the Naboo. We must warn them. The Gungans told the Jedi that the fastest way to get to the Queen's palace was to travel through the center of the planet. The trip would be very dangerous. We need a navigator to get us through the planet's core. Qui-Gon asked if Jar Jar could go with them, and the Gungan leaders agreed. Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Jar Jar hopped on board a Gungan submarine and began their undersea journey. Suddenly, an eerie blue light began to glow beside them. The light was coming from the giant spikes of a monstrous fish. Jar Jar did not like that at all. The fish grabbed their ship in its razor-sharp teeth and shook it back and forth. There was no escape until a second fish swam up and joined the fight. There's always a bigger fish. Obi-Wan propelled their ship away from the two monsters. When the trio arrived at the Queen's palace, Amidala was already in trouble. Droid soldiers had taken the Queen and her guards prisoner. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan drew their lightsabers and quickly defeated the battle droids. Qui-Gon offered to fly the Queen to safety. If you are to leave, Your Highness, it must be now. Amidala hated to leave her people, but she knew she needed the Galactic Senate's help to free Naboo. She had to get to Coruscant right away. The Jedi, Jar Jar, Amidala, and her guards all fled on the Queen's personal ship, but the vessel was badly damaged in the escape. We'll have to land somewhere to refuel and repair the ship. They flew to the quiet planet of Tatooine, and Qui-Gon, Jar Jar, and a faithful astromech droid named R2-D2 began searching for the parts they needed. The Queen had insisted that one of her handmaidens, Padme, join them as well. One junk shop had a working hyperdrive, but Qui-Gon didn't have enough money to pay for it. The owner of the shop, Watto, was very rude to them, but the young boy who worked in the shop was much friendlier. The boy told them his name was Anakin Skywalker and offered them a place to stay for the night. He even showed Padme the new droid he was working on. Anakin introduced the droid as C-3PO. Isn't he great? He's not finished yet. Anakin loved building things. When he wasn't working on C-3PO, he was busy finishing up his new pod racer. That evening, Anakin's mother, Shmi, served them a delicious meal. They were thankful to the Skywalkers for taking them in, but they were no closer to getting the parts they needed. Padme was frustrated. These junk dealers must have a weakness of some kind. That gave Anakin an idea. 
Watto did have a weakness, gambling. If Anakin entered a pod race on their behalf, he could win them the money they needed. It was a risky plan, but Qui-Gon agreed to give it a try. On the day of the race, Qui-Gon helped Anakin get ready. Remember, concentrate on the moment. Use your instincts. Qui-Gon sensed that the boy had a powerful connection to the Force. The Jedi hoped that if Anakin won the race, he could train him in the ways of the Force. Qui-Gon's words echoed in Anakin's mind as he focused on each challenge in the race, even when another pod racer pilot tried to destroy Anakin's pod racer. Anakin stayed calm. With the Force guiding him, Anakin won the race. Now, Qui-Gon and his friends could repair their ship. But before he left, Qui-Gon asked Anakin to go with him and become a Jedi. Anakin was excited, but Qui-Gon told him to think through his decision. Training to become a Jedi is not an easy challenge. And even if you succeed, it's a hard life. But I want to go. It's what I've always dreamed of doing. Anakin's mind was made up. He said goodbye to his mother, promising that he would come back someday. But when Qui-Gon and Anakin reached the ship, someone was waiting for them. A figure dressed in black ignited a glowing red lightsaber and attacked. Qui-Gon blocked the enemy's blows and told Anakin to run. Go! Tell them to take off! Qui-Gon's mind raced. Beneath the figure's hood lurked bright yellow eyes, tattooed red skin, and a ring of sharp horns. Who was this monster, and how had it found them on Tatooine? Obi-Wan saw that his master was in danger and flew the ship closer to the battle. Qui-Gon leapt aboard, leaving the menacing stranger behind. What was it? I'm not sure. But it was well-trained in the Jedi arts. Qui-Gon shook his head. My guess is he was after the Queen. Anakin wanted to help, too. What are we going to do about it? But all Qui-Gon would say was that they must be patient. In the meantime, he introduced his students to each other. Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. When they reached Coruscant, Qui-Gon warned the Jedi Council about the strange figure he had encountered on Tatooine. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. The Jedi Council wasn't so sure, except for Jedi Master Yoda. Ah, hard to see the dark side is. Qui-Gon also told them about Anakin. The Jedi Council asked him to bring the boy to them. Meanwhile, Queen Amidala had some hard decisions to make. The current leader of the Galactic Senate refused to help Naboo. He wanted to investigate the Trade Federation first. The Queen spoke passionately before the Senate. I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die while you discuss this invasion in a committee. She told the Senate it needed a new leader, someone who would take action. Moved by her words, the Senate nominated Senator Palpatine to be its new chancellor. Amidala decided to return to her home planet. Captain, ready my ship. 
Later on, when the Jedi Council tested Anakin, the members sensed too much fear in him to believe he should be trained as a Jedi. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. But Qui-Gon objected. I take Anakin as my Padawan learner. The Council was not convinced. The question of Anakin's training would have to wait. The Jedi were more concerned about protecting the Queen on her voyage. Queen Amidala had a plan. She needed to ask the Gungans for their help in defeating the Trade Federation's army. Once they reached Naboo, Jar Jar led the Jedi, Anakin, Amidala, and her attendants to the Gungans' secret hideout. There, Padme surprised everyone when she revealed that she was actually Queen Amidala. She pleaded with the Gungan leaders. If we do not act quickly, all will be lost forever. I ask you to help us. No, I beg you to help us. The Gungan leaders agreed to join the fight. The Trade Federation had already taken over much of Naboo and now prepared for a final battle. But the Trade Federation was not alone in its quest to conquer the planet. It had the aid of a shadowy figure known only as Darth Sidious. Wipe them out. All of them. Even as a hologram, Sidious was terrifying. But his apprentice, Darth Maul, was just as intimidating. It was he who had attacked Qui-Gon on Tatooine. Darth Sidious trusted that Maul could defeat anyone who stood in his way. The battle soon began. Outside the city, the Trade Federation's droid army passed through the Gungans' protective force fields. But the brave Gungan warriors stood their ground. Meanwhile, the Queen, her guards, and the Jedi snuck into the palace to confront the Trade Federation's leaders. Qui-Gon sensed the mission would be dangerous, so he told Anakin to hide in a nearby starfighter. You'll be safe there. But the Queen and the Jedi did not make it very far into the palace before they met Darth Maul. Qui-Gon turned to Padme. We'll handle this. Maul ignited his two-bladed lightsaber, and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan leapt into action. After a long duel throughout the palace, Darth Maul managed to separate the two Jedi, locking Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon behind separate energy fields. When the barrier between Qui-Gon and Maul vanished, Obi-Wan watched helplessly as Maul attacked Qui-Gon one last time, and the Jedi Master fell silently to the ground. Obi-Wan broke through the energy barrier and finished the duel his master had begun. Strengthened by the Force, Obi-Wan defeated Maul once and for all. Anakin had tried to stay put inside his starfighter, but he could tell his friends were in trouble. As he searched for the ship's cannons, he accidentally turned on the autopilot. The starfighter zoomed into space, and Anakin joined the battle above Naboo. Anakin surprised himself with his skill in the cockpit. He dodged enemy fire and managed to blast his way through one of the Trade Federation's warships, destroying it from the inside. 
and disabling the droid army on the planet below. Now this is pod racing. The battle was over. Back at the Jedi Temple, Obi-Wan shared with Yoda how Qui-Gon's last wish was for Obi-Wan to train Anakin in the ways of the Force. Yoda was unsure. Grave danger, I fear, in his training. Obi-Wan would not back down. I will train Anakin, without the approval of the Council if I must. Yoda could see there was no changing Obi-Wan's mind, so he agreed. Your apprentice, Skywalker, will be. But later, Yoda confided in fellow Jedi Master Mace Windu. Yoda could sense great darkness in the Jedi Knight's future, and the defeat of Darth Maul did little to comfort him. Hmm. Always two there are. No more, no less. A master and an apprentice. And Darth Maul's mysterious master would be a fearsome enemy indeed. Even though the future was uncertain, there was still much to celebrate. Obi-Wan had earned the title of Jedi Knight and would train Anakin to be the same. Naboo was free, and Queen Amidala could lead her people again. They celebrated side by side with the Gungans, who had fought with them. For now, the galaxy was at peace.